my Harvard professor's top nudges on saving and investing. Hi everyone, welcome to FQ Mom Podcast. This is Rose Fresh Fausto, also known as FQ Mom. FQ stands for Financial Quotient. Your ability to make sound decisions and actions with regard to your personal finances. In other words, it's the IQ and EQ of handling money. And because FQ is not just a standalone skill, but it's related to the many aspects of life, we will be talking about so much more than just money. Are you ready? So our topic for today is about nudges. What is a nudge? That is like a soft push. Yung hindi naman masyadong madiin na, sige, gawin mo to, hindi ganun. No? When we say nudge, we touch someone gently. We push someone gently. And this is the idea and the title of the book of the father of behavioral economics, um, Richard Thaler, Nudge. And most of the time, it just takes a nudge. It just takes us coming up with a design that has very, very uh, no, no, um, soft nudges that would make us do the right thing for us. So, earlier this week, I shared my FQN Tuhan with my professor at the Harvard Business School, Francesca Gino. Um, if you have been following me, you know that a couple of years ago, I took up an executive course at the Harvard Business School on Behavioral Economics. And uh, she was our professor. She's an award-winning researcher and the co-chair of the HBS Executive Programs on Behavioral Economics. She wrote books such as Sidetracked, Why Our Decisions Get Derailed at How We Can Stick to the Plan and Rebel Talent, Why It Takes Pace to Break Rules, at work and in life. Nakakatuwa yung mga libro niyang yun. You can check them out and get your copies as well. Her work has been published in The Economist, New York Times, Newsweek, Scientific American Psychology Today, Wall Street Journal, among others. So, here she is. Just a little bit of patikim. Nakakatuwa. Her accent is very Italian, which I loved. So um, here's a bit of that snippet, which is found in the FQ Mom YouTube channel. Professor Francesca Gino, say hi. Hi, hi everyone. Yes. So what we're doing right now, this is very interesting. We're taking a, a behavioral economics course, mm -hmm. and um, tell us how did you get into this? I, I know that you initially wanted to be an architect. That's exactly right. I, it was a little bit by chance, really. So I started my program in business economics when I was back in Italy. And then I came to the U.S. and I really started taking classes on decision making. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the human mind was really fascinating. And so I decided to keep on exploring the question of why is it that often we don't make decisions that are good for us or that are good for others. Even if we know fully well what mm -hmm. we're supposed to Exactly. Do. There are all sorts of good intentions and yet we often don't seem to follow through. Is there any particular study that really started you on with your behavioral economics journey? I think it was really taking Max Beselman class. Oh. At the time, he was teaching a class that I teach now to doctoral students called Approaches to Decision Making. And he was hearing 
his idea, his experience that just got me really interested in the field. In that conversation, we talked about the nudges and I asked her about her favorite nudges when it comes to saving and investing. And that's what I wish to share with you. She mentioned and discussed too. The first one that she discussed was default. In FQ Book 2, Why Financial Education Alone Does Not Work, a crash course in behavioral economics back-to-back with the psychology of money, I discuss this in Chapter 19. Ano ba yung default bias? Default bias is our tendency to stay in the default or automatic option, what has been set, pre-designed for you. Avoiding the complex or even simple decisions, either consciously or unconsciously. Ganun yon. So, check nyo, ano yung ringtone ng telepono nyo? Yun pa rin ba? Yung pa factory settings? Or, or okay lang kung yun ang talagang favorite nyo. No? But, but sometimes, we just don't, um, not necessarily we don't care, eh, pero para bang our main tendency if if you're if you can just imagine a magnet our magnet is towards status quo yan po ang ibig sabihin ng default bias para bang sometimes um kahit na ah gusto ko yan gusto ko yan oh, but hindi mo ginagawa wala lang na napunta ka lang doon sa devo- default kasi and there are various studies that shows the impact you know, of this default bias on the way we save for our future like the one entitled The Importance of Default Options for Retirement Savings Outcomes. Incidentally, this is also co-authored by my other Harvard professor during that um, executive course, John Beshears. You can also check that out, that FQ went to one with him, in my YouTube channel. There he would also um, share his childhood money memory. And he also has a message for me during my FQ Book 2 launch. So let's go back to the importance of default options for retirement savings outcomes. That study that he did with other professors. Those who had to enroll in a savings account, so the employees who had to enroll pa in a savings account, meaning to say they have to opt in because the default choice, if you're not going to do anything, you are not enrolled. The participation rate, even if there was like a matching from the employer and everybody knew naman that you have to save and invest for your future, mas mababa ang participation rate dito versus those who were, let's say, they, they were hired and they were automatically enrolled in a savings plan. Meaning to say, the default for them, for these employees, was they had a savings account. But they were free to opt out. And guess what? The participation rates were as high as 95%. If you want to check this out, you can go to the link um, provided in the, the link to the study which I provided in the article. Alam nyo, no matter how rational and intentional we think we are, we are still very much affected by what the automatic option is, kung ano na nakalatag sa atin. The choice that has been made for us by the designer, the choice architect. So I'm sure you've already heard that also. No, Choice architecture is using design in order to make it easier 
for the consumer or the intended player to make the intended choice. Okay? And this is not only true, ano, our tendency to go for the default bias. It's not only true when it comes to our decisions on saving and investing and other money matters, but also true when it comes to our even life-saving decisions. As shown in the study of Johnson and Goldstein, Do Defaults Save Lives? Yan ang title. If you've been... Um, participant in any of my workshops or talks, I love using this example. Yun, yung graphs ng organ donation, yung graphs on the, on one side, masyadong mga ambababa ng organ donation rates. As yun, nasa kaliwa, ka, kabila naman, ang tataas. And even if the cultures are the same, kasi normally, if it comes to organ donations, you would think that the rational human being would be using his prefrontal cortex, his makatuwirang mak, di ba? To decide, do I want to save a life when ako naman, e vegetable na, um, pwede ko nang i-donate yung aking mga organs in order to save lives. So, you would think that the difference would remain in the culture or even maybe income level, religion, whatnot. But you know what they discovered? The difference was in the Department of Motor Vehicle Form. In the first group, it says, check if you want to be an organ donor. Alam niyo yung motor vehicle form, parang ang LTO yung katapat nun. So that they don't check and they become low organ donating countries. In the other group naman, it says, check if you don't want to be an organ donor. So, the same action, or should I say inaction, they don't check and they become a high organ donor country. Diba? Parehong inaction and resulted in um, something that could mean talagang worlds apart. So, what is happening here? Don't we care? Are we too lazy to even think about this? The answer is no, we do care. And sometimes when we care too much, we are stifled and we don't know what to answer, diba? Ganun yun. And when it comes to saving, investing, sometimes it's also stifling eh, kasi it's an emotional thing eh. So that default, the design, is really the one that made it heaven and earth ang difference in these two groups. Although there are um, a lot of concern then using that no kasi it's an important decision na organ donation that a lot of the relatives yata complain so um, but this belongs to another discussion pagkaganyang mga very um, profound and in fact talagang life altering and emotional decisions it is best if you really force the person to answer alam niyo yung kagaya sa mga uh, online forms natin that you will not be able to go to the next page unless you answer that question. So at least you are forced to really think about it. But anyway, this was the finding of um, that experiment, Do Defaults Save Lives by Goldstein and Johnson, that really um, the power, the impact, the power of status quo of default is so, so big. So, let's now go 
to um, the commitment device, which is Professor Francesca Gino's second favorite nudge. Commitment device. You know, sometimes the, ability, the availability of choices is overrated. Alam mo, feel ko yan. Yeah? I, I would always say, oh my God, choices, choices, choices. Kung minsan, pag napakarami ring choices, it is again a stifling um, event for us because we don't know now what to choose. However, if we were all makatuwirang max, the number of choices should be better for all of us because we have more, the more choices we have, the better for us, diba? We can now pick the best, the best solution, the best arrangement for us, right? However, since we are more emotional emongs, restricting ourselves from choices can actually help us reach our goals. This is what we call commitment device. Commitment device is a tool that an individual uses in the present, which restricts his own set of choices in the future. O, di ba ang bongga? Para bang um, gagamit ka, sasabihin mo na ngayon para mabawas-bawasan yung liberty mo in the future. A study was done in the Philippines, ah, bongga, di ba? By Ashraf from Harvard University, Carlan and Yin, from the Princeton University in 2004. The purpose was to determine whether the design of a savings product has an impact on the client's savings level. They worked with Green Bank. Green Bank is a rural bank in Caraga, Mindanao. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Caraga ba o Caraga? They designed a commitment savings product called SEED. SEED account. SEED, S-E-E-D, stands for Save, Earn, Enjoy Deposits. The SEED account required individuals to restrict their right to withdraw any funds in their own accounts until they reached a self-specified and documented goal. Ibig sabihin, may kasulatan, no? They could opt to restrict withdrawals until a specified date. So, for example... In a month where, where the large expenditures for their business, school, Christmas purchases, or a particular celebration. Alam naman tayo, mahilig sa fiesta, di ba? So, yon. So, parang lalagay nila, I cannot withdraw this until this date. Alternatively, another way to use that product, another commitment device angle would be, they could set a goal amount and only have access to the funds once that goal was reached. Example, if a known quantity of money was needed for a new roof, yun. Iba, ganun naman talaga dapat pag-iipunan mo, tapos tsaka mo gastusin. Ngayon kasi pabaliktad na eh. So anyway, those two things, no? either a certain date or a certain amount. The clients had... Um, complete flexibility to choose. Ano ba mas gusto nyo? A or B? Kung anong restrictions would you like on your seed account? However, once the decision was made, it could not be changed anymore. And the clients could not withdraw funds from the account until they met their chosen goal amount or date. And mind you, pareho lang ang interest rate na kinikita nitong seed account from the regular account. So again, normally, the makatwirang mak wouldn't want that, di ba? Bakit ganun? Mas malab- marami akong liberty dito sa kabila. Tapos, ito, restricted na. 
pareho lang pala yung kikitain ko, di ba? So what did they find out? They found out encouraging results as clients using the commitment savings product, the seed account, increased their savings after 12 months too, as high as 337%. Di ba bongga? My gosh! If you want to know more about the seed account, uh, you can go to the article and click the link to the complete study. So I, I checked on Green Bank. Ano? Green Bank was bought by East West Bank pala in 2011. I also tried to reach out to a friend who is an executive at East West Bank, but she is not um, in charge though with the rural bank um, operations of East West Bank. Um, I'm not sure if she would be able to point me to a person because I was able to ask her lang the other day. But uh, I hope that this seed account, which was proven to really work, is still being used. No? And maybe it's open to other banks to consider. Use something like this. This is a very powerful commitment device. So now it's time to check our defaults and commitment devices. What's the default arrangement? in your payroll account? Does it have an automatic saving and investing that works for you each payday, regardless where the market is? What commitment devices can you implement that may seem rational at the start because you are actually eliminating choices, restricting yourself on your future saving, but may actually be your savior when the monthly sale events come your way? Assess your financial environment now and make sure these two favorite nudges of my Harvard professor are in place and working to your benefit. If you want to check out the studies that I mentioned in this podcast, just go to the article to click the links. And I want to invite you to my show on Thursday, um, Money Lessons with FQ Mom. Maganda tong episode natin. It's called Cleaning Rugs to Riches. And our guest is Mike Gamez, the owner and chief executive cleaner, yan ang kanyang title daw, of Clean Echo. Ang ganda because it's very inspiring to those of you who are already parang, ay naku, hindi na yata ako yayaman ito. This is the story for you. I do hope that you've already gotten your copy of the FQ Books. If not, just go to fqmom.com and click Books. Take the FQ test. To those who have taken it more than six months or at least six months ago, take it again to check if you have improved your FQ score. Subscribe to this podcast and I'll see you on my social media channels. It's FQ Mom on Facebook, YouTube, and um, Kumu and The FQ Mom on IG and Twitter. Again, this has been Rose Press Fausto, FQ Mom, wishing you all a high FQ.